Hey, Beauty Needs Me family. Welcome to another episode. I am one of your hosts, Dooney. And I'm the other, Talia. And today, um, our, to, ooh, today is a solo episode. Ow! <laughs> solo episode. I think this is only our, what, third one? I think so. I think yeah. like our third one. We're going to try to do more solos. <laughs> um, and today our topic is beauty standards. Um, so this is something that has been on my heart for like a while. And I think that um, it first came to me, you know, I think on this pod, we, we do a good job of talking about like, you know, different insecurities we've had while growing up and different insecurities um, that we have now. And I was reminded of the topic when I watched, it's currently on Netflix. It's a documentary uh, called Misrepresentation. Um, it came out in 2011. Do you remember it? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. So the woman who, um, she's an actress, but she's also the governor of California. She's his wife. Um, and she's like a really pretty white girl. Um, but the movie or the documentary features different women talking about how beauty shows up in media and kind of how it's affected them throughout their life. I mean, so it has tons of people on it, Condoleezza Rice and uh, Katie Couric and, uh, you know, like a bunch of other people. Um, but I was reminded of this when Kamala uh, came out as, you know, vice president or, or running for vice president. And you see these different images and about how like women, no matter whether you're in a position of power or whether you're just like, you know, a woman at the grocery store of how the different beauty standards we have in American society show up. And they, they did a, a really good, um, a really good job of kind of pitting like Hillary Clinton against Sarah Palin back then. Um, yeah. And just how all of the focus is on like what they're wearing and how they look, you know? Right. And, and the really interesting thing with, I mean, there were so many interesting things, but I think that when you're looking at beauty standards for women, it really is like a top down thing, right? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? So it starts with like your hair, mm. right? So when was the first time that you remember seeing a black woman on TV with natural curls? Oh my God. Movies, TV, like TV show. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. What was actually going through my mind was, well, when was the first time I saw a black woman who looked like me with natural curls that look like mine? Because I remember very vividly when Sister Sister came on and I loved that show. I love Tia and Tamara Mari, but their curls were not my curls. So they, they had, I mean, you know, they're biracial. Mm. And their curls are a very different curl pattern from mine. So that's a really good question. I don't know. And see, that's the thing. Like it never, that never dawned on me um, when I was growing up that, so first, first of all, growing up, people used to literally come up to me on the street and think that I was Tia and Tamara. Really? Like, yes. Did like, you wear your natural hair or or no and I don't are, even look like Tia and Tamara like that doesn't matter I don't even I'm look like, like I'm trying to figure out what the connection is I'm like what what exactly my entire life my entire life growing up people used to come up to me strangers and think that I was Tia and Tamara and so even though I felt like I didn't look like them 
and I felt like we didn't have the same like hair, um, that didn't like that didn't resonate for me. Like okay. you saying, when was the first time you saw a black woman who looked like you who had your curl pattern? Like that wasn't even an idea to me growing up. Um, the fact that it was a black woman who had curls, I noticed that. It didn't really dawn on me that like this woman doesn't have my curls. You know, do you, do you think though, because back because, then I didn't have curly hair? But do you think that maybe it was because you were closer in complexion to them? Um, I don't, but only because back when the first time I saw a black woman with curly hair or, or natural hair, I was still perming my hair, so that didn't really resonate to me. It wasn't like, oh, she doesn't have the same curls as me because I don't know what the hell curls I even have. Well, I was actually going to say that too, was that I didn't go natural until I was in undergrad. I think like it was my junior year of college. So I I didn't really, it was, yeah. But, but my point being like, I didn't really, I wasn't really aware of my natural curl pattern per se either. Mm. I mean, I knew what my hair looked like, you know, as a child, but you know, I didn't have an appreciation for it. So I, I couldn't really say like, it's kinky or it's you know 4c Mm -hmm. or whatever it is it was just you know I thought it was just nappy I thought it was just like this was black people hair but I was always I was always very aware that light-skinned girls seemingly had different hair texture than I do so So that was that that awareness (laughs) was there like from early on so do you remember the movie the craft I do so that was the first time I saw a black woman with naturally curly hair. It was the craft. And she was getting bullied for it. Remember? I do. But you want to know what's funny is I didn't actually look at, I would have never thought of her as like natural hair. Why? Because I, when I, when I think of natural hair, I was going to say what I thought of natural hair, but to some extent, when I still think of natural hair, I think of kinkier hair. I understand that natural hair is, you know, un, it's not chemically processed, mm-hmm. but there's just such, I think, a difference in the world of natural hair. There's still such discrimination, even in terms of what is quote unquote good natural hair, that I don't really look at 3B, 3C as, you know, natural per se. That's I don't so think I don't think this is I don't think this is coming out right in the way in which I intend. But yeah, I mean I I still I still draw a difference. And it's funny this that we're talking about this because I don't think I realized that until this conversation. Right. As it's I coming even, out your mouth. Yeah, like as it's coming out of my mouth, I realized, oh, wait a minute, I actually have a bias myself. But I think it's an it's a bias based on beauty standards yeah and what I've seen you know like Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like okay when when I think back to like the first images that I saw because granted the first images that I saw of natural hair come from like forever ago like we're talking like the 70s like I've seen afros and shit like I took history I know what's up but on tv (laughs) (laughs) I know about them froze I know what's up you know what I'm saying but like the first time that I saw natural hair on tv like it was literally the craft and she was getting teased by the white girls and then it was like i didn't even attribute that to 
um, like any specific, like, I don't think I, I even knew that it was natural hair. I would say mm-hmm. like curly hair. Right. Okay. Um, and then sister, sister, and then it was girlfriend, you know, and maybe subconsciously because all of these women are of similar complexion to me, you know, maybe I didn't necessarily like separate it. Um, but I very much knew like, oh, they have curly hair. And it never dawned on me that I had curly hair, you know, I was in a a perm. Right. But see, all of those examples are the same kind of person or same kind of woman. Very similar. They're all lighter skin women with looser curls. So what's lighter skin? Because to me, they're of similar complexion to me. And I don't consider myself lighter skin. I know you don't. But I think that when you look at the range of black people, you are not on the darker scale. That's lighter. So if I'm looking at myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like I I consider myself a dark-skinned woman, but I don't think that I am the darkest complexion that's out there, right? Like I've seen Mm -hmm. a number of women who are much darker than I am. There are a number of women who are much lighter. So when I look at you, yes, you are in the middle, but that's still, that's lighter. And if I look at T and Tamara, I feel like they're maybe a little bit lighter than you. I yeah. think Tracy Ellis Ross is lighter than you. So that's what I mean by like, they are lighter, but you are closer in complexion to them than you are to me. And then I would say that you, then you are compared to some of my other brown skin friends that I have who maybe aren't as dark as me or their complexion isn't as dark as me, but they're still darker than you are. And I think that that's exactly where beauty standards come into play when it comes to complexion, because, because I guess when I'm thinking of like, like I would never categorize or, or talk about women who are of similar complexion to me as lighter skin, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. like I would say, if I'm talking about somebody like Mariah Carey, I would say light skin. If, if I'm talking about somebody like Lupita, I would say dark skin. But if I'm referring to women who are anything in between Mariah Carey and Lupita, I would just say, I don't brown. know, medium complexion, brown, right, right. And I think that in my mind, when, if someone is referring to me as lighter skin, I look at, I look at it as something that's derogatory. It has a negative, really? it has a negative connotation to me because my, because your grandmother, right? Because it's my like grandma, that. but, but also because being like, how can I put it? Like that, that idea of like black is beautiful and we celebrate our melanin means you got melanin, right? Like mm-hmm. lighter skinned people have less melanin. So they don't get quite as celebrated when we are trying to uplift black women as darker or browner skinned women. You know, people always talk about like Michelle Obama, right? We love Michelle Obama. And, but everybody was super excited that she wasn't light skinned, even though she was black. Yeah. You know? And so- Do you think she's- Go ahead. Sorry, no, no, no. I want you to finish your point. Sorry. And so as much as we feel like society touts light skinned women, which they of course do, I think in the black community, we also have a sense of trying to reverse that. And in reversing that, 
can have negative like ideas about light-skinned women? So I, I hear what you're saying. I think those are all great points. I think part of the issue here is that the Black community does not have these open discussions and we don't really have these, this open dialogue. That's why we right? here. We in this bitch. Right, right. So when, in regards to this, it's so f- interesting. Do you, would you say you have a lot of brown skin friends, dark skin friends, let's just say women? Yeah. Do you, do they tip the scale more towards similar to your complexion or darker than you? Um, similar to my complexion, and darker than me. When I think about like my New York crew who I came into New York with in 2010, I wouldn't say that any of these girls are light skinned. But are they similar to complex to your They similar to me. They all similar okay. to me. There, so the there reason- is, and even the one that uses the dark emoji that, that I was telling you about, yeah. to me, she's only slightly darker than me. Than you. So mm-hmm. the reason I asked that is when our first solo episode came out, maybe three of my friends hit me up and they were like, Talia's not dark skin. Okay. And these were, they're like darker skin women. Mm-hmm. So the reason I'm saying this is I think it's very interesting. Why did they think I was dark skin? Did- well, no, they, they, because remember you said that you, you consider yourself dark skin or you have considered yourself dark skin. So they were like, but sis isn't, she's not dark. They were like, sis is, is medium more towards not you're not light-skinned but mm-hmm. they like when they see you they see your pictures they're like oh she's medium like they don't think that you're dark-skinned right so they didn't so, understand how I grew up feeling dark-skinned yes they, they I mean they got they resonate they heard your story they understood that but they were like and maybe this is from society standards whatever it is you know mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna say society standards they just were like but she's not dark-skinned right? So I say this because I think that within our community, I hear you on, you know, uh, in celebrating Black women, lighter skinned women get left out, which, you know, there's some problematic issues there as well. But I I think think that the reason, but I think the reason is because for so long, the darker skinned women have been completely left out of the conversation. So, even if we're take, talking about representation, I've seen Black women in TV and media, but I have never, I ha, it wasn't until, what, maybe the last 10 years, 15 at the most, that I have seen Black women who look like me. So growing up, I did not see Black women who looked like me. So even the Black women I saw who were, who were you know, in the media or whatever we want to say, I, I resonated with them because they were Black but I did not resonate with them because I was like, well, you guys are still a different hue. And so for me, it was like, I still don't see myself. So I guess I wonder why, right? And I wonder why. Colonialism? Um, because No, no, not, not, not that. I wonder why or what you were watching, right? Because I think when I think about like the Fresh Prince, dark skin, light skin on Viv still be getting dragged, right? But yeah. like dark, dark skin on Viv was an image. Mm-hmm. Tatiana Ali was also, is also dark skin. The mother from, uh, what's the show? The mother from Steve, the Steve Urkel TV show was, is dark skin. Pam from Martin. So 
I so don't let me let me address all three of those. Tatiana Ali, who I love, I think she's gorgeous. She to me is still brown skin. She's also a brown skin woman with long hair. That's so when you hair. say that someone so looks like like you, you dark want them to have women. every singer feature. No, no, no. I'm just have. saying darker skin. Because I've seen dark skin women throughout my whole life. So I'm, yeah. I, I think I'm very aware of dark skin, brown skin, light skin, right? So yes, Tatiana Lee maybe was darker than Hillary, but I would not consider her dark skin. Same with Maya Campbell. Same with Maya Campbell. Consider dark skin. I'm Viv is dark skin. Yeah, absolutely. But she's also older, right? So 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 let me let me walk you through this, right? So Tatiana Ali, beautiful woman, but also brown skin with long hair. Same with Maya Campbell, brown skin with long hair. People consider them dark skin, right? And I get it that there are different levels of dark skin. But I would never say that Tatiana Ali, looking at Tatiana Ali and Maya Campbell, and then looking at Lupita, that they're all that they're both dark skin. I would never say would that. Would you consider Gabrielle Union dark skin? No, I consider Gabrielle Union brown skin. Same with really? Kelly. Same with Kelly Rowland. I think Kelly Rowland is gorgeous. Always have. I do not think she's dark skin. I think Kelly Rowland is brown skin. I think she's brown skin. I don't think she's dark skin. So, and then you mentioned the mother on Family Matters, which was yeah, one of my favorite shows. She's still older. So you get, you're right, we're seeing dark-skinned women, but we're seeing them as moms. We're seeing them older. We're not seeing them cast in these cool, hip, young roles, right? Same with, <laughs> who else was the other person that you just mentioned? I don't know. I didn't okay, but my point being, like, we weren't, I wasn't seeing anybody who was young. Mm -hmm. Oh, Pam. Dark, Pam. Pam, right, Pam too. But also, let's take a look at that dynamic, right? Like, Pam was, she was dragged throughout the show and I love Martin but the whole story like one of those storylines was like she doesn't have a man she doesn't have this she doesn't have that I thought I think Pam Tisha Campbell is mm -hmm. no, not Tisha is it Tisha yeah Tisha, Tisha Arnold Tashina Tashina, Arnold. Tashina <laughs> Arnold sorry yeah. I think she is a beautiful woman but the running joke was how she's not pretty she doesn't have a man she this she this she that so you have a dark-skinned woman and a light-skinned woman who woman who are two pivotal roles on this television show one of them is in a stable relationship and the dark-skinned woman is cast as her sidekick and I mm. think that that was a very common thing you you didn't really see a dark-skinned woman who was the main love interest or who had everything going for her. She was the, she was a sidekick while mm -hmm. Gina, the light-skinned woman was, you know, she was flying high in her career, even in the career. Pam was like the sidekick. Right. You know, so I think that there those all of those underlying messages at least for me, those definitely give the impression that there's only a certain place for dark darker skin women. And I think that what you said is very interesting because I think it, it also circles right back to the conversation we're having about beauty standards and with how, you know, your three friends was like, oh, Talia isn't dark skin. And it's like, um, what you see in what, in just like what you just said is that everything is perspective, you know, because while those people may not see me as, as dark skin, you know, you probably can't tell Kelly Rowland that she's not dark skin either, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, you know, so when we talk like beauty standards and like, you know, when you hear like hashtag hair goals or like whatever, um, if people 
don't consider them what they consider to be a standard of this kind of beauty or that kind of beauty, then it is a lot harder to find people that you feel like meet your criteria. And, and it's like, okay, so what you see is that Hollywood and that the media has to do a better job of making sure that, that, that this criteria is met, you know? Because if you're looking at somebody like Kelly Rowland and you're like, oh, well, I still don't see myself, then it's like, okay, what does it take, you know, mm -hmm. for you to see yourself? Because it's important that you see yourself because if you don't feel that way, it's probably a hell of a lot of other people who don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. you know, who, who don't feel represented. And, and it's important that we're not just like, okay, let me cast. I mean, I've seen the evolution of several dark skinned women with fades in movies these days. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, but is when you break it down, like, oh, well, this one is Nigerian and, and black American women are like, well, she don't speak for us. Or this one is British and she don't speak for us. You know, it's, it's like, there are so many intricacies in when we're like how we see ourselves and in who we see ourselves in. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that there is one of the biggest things when it comes to Black people is we are not a monolith. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something, there is no one Black story, right? So for instance, I mean, I was constantly teased growing up not constantly, but like, you know, oh, I sound like a white girl. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. I am not going to apologize for the fact that I can make sentences with proper subject verb agreement. I'm not going to apologize for that. And I'm not going to apologize for not fitting somebody's standard of black. Right. And the fact but that I, that's even a, a white girl is to, offensive. But I used to, I used to be like, how are you not calling me black when I dead ass go to Nigeria and visit my family that's like, what is more black than, than, than being African? I don't, I, like, I, it used to, it was mind boggling to me. Cause I would be like, how is it that I am not black? Right. But when you have, I have black American friends, they don't identify with being African. Right. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're black. Understood, you know, understood. Like I'm not, I can't, I can't argue that. There was something that came out a couple of years ago where somebody was Oh, I don't want to mention names because I, I don't recall the exact context, but I think it was like a popular Nigerian American person in the media or something. And there was a lot of backlash about something that she was on and they were like, she doesn't represent black people. They were like, she's Nigerian American. She's not black. So it goes both ways. I don't know if you recall, but yeah, when, no, that's Brown, true. when Brown Skin Girl came out last year, there was a lot of like, debate that I saw happening online as to who the song was made for. There were people yeah. who, were, who were like, no, this is for darker skin women. Yeah. You know? And so other people were like, no, it's for anybody with melanin. Like, what are we talking about? Right. But that, a lot of people don't consider Beyonce as brown skin. They consider her light skin. I do consider her light skin. Yeah. So they're like, you know, she's making a song for us. People thought she was doing her job to make a song for like, all the other girls and didn't even, a song didn't, even, didn't even think that she was including herself. I didn't think she was including herself in that, but, song. I, but I definitely thought she was including me. I I, Cause I was like, I'm, I'm brown skin. I was like, yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like this, this me. Right. And then as she's naming the women like Kelly, Naomi Campbell, I was like, Oh, she really didn't name nobody my complexion though. Well then I was like, maybe it ain't for me. <laughs> 
but I'm gonna still sing it. You know, like I still like the song. You know, I was like, maybe she's including it because I can't think of Blue's face right now. But I was like, maybe it's a song for like Blue. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, but I was like, but then we see the way, video. We see the video, and it's literally anybody with melanin because Southeast Asian women were included, Indian women were included. Yeah. So it's like, like, I like it regardless. Like, even if it's not talking about me, I, I was like, I still think it's bomb. And even if it's only talking about like dark skinned women, like my little cousin is a 13 year old dark skinned girl, like whatever song she needs to hear, whatever images I'm with it, you know, like everything, everything ain't about you. Like it just, (laughs) everything ain't, ain't for you. So this is, I feel this is such an interesting um, topic because if we go back to Kamala and some of the the backlash she's been receiving, right? Because so much of this is tied to how you identify yourself, whether or not anybody has the right to tell you how you can identify yourself because she received a lot of backlash and people were like, now all of a sudden she's identifying herself as Black. Whereas, you know, before, and I'm not sure how true this is, just mm-hmm. going off of like the, you know, what I've seen. Um, whereas before she made it very clear that she's a person, she's a woman of color, right? Because she's Indian and she's Jamaican. So they were like, she's always made it very clear. Again, I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, but she's always made it very clear that she is a woman of color. But now all of a sudden she is a black woman. Like she has been explicit about, you know, and I, from what I've seen, I don't think I've ever heard her deny or downplay either side of her ethnicity right but um but that's that's come up for as like a topic as well and I don't know if you're familiar with Demetria Lucas that's my boo I mean I love just on the internet like I don't know yeah exactly like in my head (laughs) I've been following her work since she since like 09 when she had her blog and so she she made a status on Facebook recently that was something along the lines of at some point we have to have a discussion about how light-skinned Black people are being left out of, you know, what it is to be Black or not being Black enough. Something Mm -hmm. of that nature. I don't want to completely butcher what she said. And I thought that it was very interesting that she said that. But I feel like we can't have that conversation until we acknowledge how darker-skinned people have been left out of the conversation. We can't have that discussion on just that until we until we try to, until we acknowledge the fact that we've gotten here because for so many years, dark-skinned women have been completely pushed aside. Like we, and, and I, I, I just, think we are having the discussion. We're like just right starting now, yeah. to have the discussion. Right. Yeah. But I feel like that is, that is why. We need to let it breathe. You know? Yeah. We exactly. Just we having that discussion. To, yeah. We need to let that breathe for a little bit because yeah. I feel like for so long people acted like colorism was not a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could take it a step further and talk about, there's, you know, a lot of discussion about how a lot of the people that we see, a lot of women, black women who we see leading the charge or who are seemingly notable on, uh, on the discussion of race and things of that nature. About are racial. Like, are lighter skinned women. Exactly. And, racial. and that's a ve- Alicia Keys's, the Mandela's. Mm-hmm. And that is Amandala. <laughs> Ain't that her name? Amandala Steinberg. I don't, I don't know that. Amanda she's... Seals? No, Amandala. Of... Oh, okay, 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 okay. Brew right. from and, uh, and, the yeah. stuff. 
and Angela Rye and all and and this is you know is Angela Rye biracial? No, no, she's not, but she's she's very light. Um, I actually have a really good friend who I love, Patrice. Patrice has been, you know, fighting this fight for as long as I can remember. I mean, from when we were like straight out of undergrad, she has always been very like you know into the race, fighting for equality and using right. her platform. She's an attorney. Um, and she, I remember I used to think she was mixed. And this is a friend I've had since literally, I mean, for like what, 15 years now. She's, she's very light. I thought she was mixed. She was like, she was like, Dunia, I'm black. She was like, both sides of my family were black. Right. Mm -hmm. But she's very light, you know? And so, and so I bring that up because I'm just saying that a lot of the women that I have seen who have more of an elevated platform, they are lighter skinned. And as a look, and as a, exactly as a dark skinned woman, I can't help but think it's because if you have a darker skinned woman who is out here leading this charge, people are going to cast her aside. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. Um, so to to touch on that issue really quick, and then I, I want to go back to something else you said. But the woman who started Me Too. The fact that she is a dark-skinned woman and people rip her apart for mm -hmm. her facial features, you know, and yep. it's, it's like, you know, her, her skin texture and it's like, yep. it doesn't fucking matter. She is doing this amazing thing that literally white women have jumped on the bandwagon with. And she's kind of been for a minute, you know, like diminished as if she didn't start it until people start to speak up like hold the fuck up this wasn't I was starting just, like no I was just stone. going to say that it took a long time for her to get the recognition and I don't doubt her. it's because of the way exactly. she looks an American beauty standard. exactly Absolutely. so so I feel like you know and that's why I'm like to, to go back to what I said about Demetria Lucas's status yes it I I think it is a conversation that needs to happen I you know clearly have friends of all shades. I'm sure you do too, obviously, right? I love them all. I don't want to ever think one of my lighter skinned friends as feeling, as having complexes that they don't feel like they can express, can about, express yeah. exactly, and that they don't feel are valid. And I've, I've had very real conversations with some of my lighter skinned friends about some of the things that they have gone through, the insecurities that they have, right? So while they are not the same as mine, I think that and when you have any kind of internal battle or something of that nature, right? Like that needs, that should be addressed. Like my yeah. battle as a dark skinned woman is not the only, it's not the only one that's relevant, you know? And you said within, something really, yeah. In the context of this particular discussion. Yeah. And this is and not an all complexions matter thing, but this is, just, you know what I mean? But, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you said something really interesting earlier, um, because I think that when we're talking about like Hollywood and when, and when you mentioned um, Kamala, it reminds me, I mean, this is like a, an ongoing conversation. I remember something similar being said about Meghan Markle, you know, and they was like, you know, well, Meghan Markle hasn't been claiming black. Well, Meghan Markle, first of all, she has a black ass mama. Um, but then also Meghan Markle went to Northwestern and pledged a all white sorority. So I don't, I'm pretty sure that being put in the spotlight in this way and black people being like, oh, she black, like black people claimed her and she 
even though forever she probably wasn't maybe claiming black she was claiming mixed which is something if if you're mixed if you're biracial and you feel that shit and you're like well i don't want to deny you know if i say black i'm denying my white side or whatever like do like who the fuck are we to say you like i agree if that's how you want to get down it's like fine like Meghan markle can choose mixed barack obama can choose black they both I fucking agree. right you know what i'm saying I agree. it also happened with cardi b where it was like she's latina and it's like well she hasn't been claim claiming afro latina and it's like but she's saying nigga and it's like that's also some Bronx, New York shit. All the Hispanic people, Latinos, whatever, they all say nigga. It was That's it a was, whole conversation. That it was baffling had. to me also when I yeah, rolled up I, to New York in 2010. I'm gonna just state this for the record. I don't care what anybody is and how they identify. If you are not black, you should not be saying that word. And if I'm being honest, I don't think Black people need to be saying it. And that is probably top five words used in my vocabulary. So yeah, I'm I'm a hypocrite. But at the at a minimum, at a minimum, yeah, we're gonna talk about house issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? Another day. At a minimum, I don't give anybody a pass just because you are a person of color. I don't give you a pass for using that word. And I am absolutely that person. If I hear somebody saying that shit down the street. And I like passing by or whatever. I'm absolutely looking at you, ready to have a discussion. Like right. I don't. Nobody gets a pass. Yeah, but it's just like okay when when we talk Hollywood. So I remember what's the girl's name? Um, actually, she's an actress, Alexandra Ship, right? So Alexandra Ship. Alexandra played. Shipp? She played Aaliyah in the the oh, Lifetime thing, okay, right? Okay. And she was cast as Storm, right? And everyone was like, Storm should be dark-skinned because Storm, basically dark-skinned women need to take Storm back because Storm was dark-skinned in the comics back in 19, whatever, whatever. And, and it was really interesting because Alex brought up something in an interview or maybe she tweeted it and it was something about like a crayon, right? So first of all, Storm is a black woman and it was... So, so no doubt, Hollywood was like, okay, Halle Berry, at the time, this super famous Black woman, we're going to give it to her. She has a certain look. It moves on, and it moves on to, to Alex, and everyone's like, another like light, biracial woman, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I feel you. Um, however, what's dark enough, right? That's so like, like, what, like, if I get cast as Storm, it's like, oh, well, she... She darker, but she ain't dark she enough ain't to be a storm. Right. And, and Alex mentioned something like, how are we going off of this crayon? Right. And I was like, that's, that's 100% true. Because back when this comic book was, was written, there were not multiple shades of brown. He used the dark crayon that he had. It was a box of 12. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I'm either going to use the, the one brown and whatever the fuck color this is. Yeah. So we're, we need a black woman that matches up to some 1940s crayon. That's silly. But then also, but then also, I remember when Luke Cage came out, right? Rosario Dawson's character was also a dark-skinned black woman. No one fucking blinked. No one fucking blinked. It was Misty and Rosario Dawson's character. No one fucking blinked. No one gave Rosario Dawson shit about it at all. 
And it's like, she, I didn't even know that her character was dark skin. Right. Because most people don't know the fucking comic books. Right. <laughs> it's like, so all of that. Don't, don't, that don't come for those of us that just watch the shows. Okay. Don't be <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I, know. I didn't know either, but it's like, all yeah. of that visceral towards Alex had me looking up what all the characters look like. So and what do you think? Like, what do you think that, do you think that there's a reason why Rosario Dawson didn't catch heat? I don't think nobody noticed because her character was not as popular as Storm. Maybe. That, and Maybe. that's just it. I think so. I think the underlying problem or, or uh, the underlying thing here is that there's, there's so much hurt and unresolved trauma that is yet to be acknowledged addressed mm-hmm. rectified that it's it, it continuously comes up and it's still going to come up right it's so always come up it's yeah it's gonna come up and Ludacris's wife um oh yeah of her name Adop- uh Adopsy. Adopsy. that's oh, how man. i say it i forget it. i forget and i i really enjoy her from like afar so i wish i i was pronouncing her name don't call her miss Ludacris. Yeah. Mrs. Ludacris. Mrs. Mrs. Bridges. Mrs. Ludacris. Bridges. Bridges. Yes. And she is African. She's from right. Gabon, I believe. Yep. And I remember people, you know, saying like, "Oh yeah, he got the lightest African he could get." This woman was born and raised in Africa. You know, she like, and she is very proud of her yep. Gabonese heritage and culture and 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 something else that's very timely for this discussion and I I brought that up just to say like you you know I don't know where I don't know how we even begin to resolve all of this Mm -hmm. right it's so deep-seated I was having a conversation today and I was uh so um there was this YouTube video I was watching that was like myths that Africans have about each other or like what other Africans really think about each other there was like there were men and women from Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, Djibouti, um, um, uh, South Africa, some other countries, right? Yeah. Just talking about each other. And the woman from Djibouti, beautiful. I've, I don't think I had ever seen what someone like, what someone from Djibouti looks like. I now, where is that in Africa? So it's, it's, it's East Africa. It's like Got the it. easternmost country to the sea. And it's it. bordered by Somali Ethiopia and um, um, what is the other country with the E? Uh, Eritrea. Uh, Eritrea. Eritrea. Sorry, thank you. Got it. Got it. And when I first saw her, before I realized she's from Djibouti, I was like, oh, she's Ethiopian. Right. Right. And so then it was, no, she's from Djibouti. And I was like, oh, wow. Right. So, and just to show just like how ignorant I am, right, about like how people look and where they come from. So I was on the phone having a conversation about this video. And, um, and, and he was like, he was like, oh yeah. I was like, oh, she's so pretty. He was like, yeah, she's very pretty. And he was like, you know, uh, he was like, Ethiopian women are very pretty. Right. And I was like, right. I was like, I agree. I think they're very pretty. And then something came up in our discussion about like, well, they're mixed or they have like a lot of Italians came to East Africa and mixed with the population. This was what I ignorantly had assumed. I don't remember where I got this from. Ethiopia ain't never even been colonized. No, I didn't say co- <laughs> I didn't say colonized. I just said that there there was a lot of like mixing, because I, I acknowledge that them and um, why can I not pronounce the other Eritrea? Eritrea, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. blanking today. Um, that they had they're the only countries that were never colonized. 
but it he he made me think because he was like but they're african you know he's like they're african but they they naturally have lighter skin and a different hair texture and his point was so where did this where did this image of african women come from come from like how come we don't acknowledge that women from east africa right are Mm -hmm. african like a hundred percent african like how come they it's how come we don't we don't think that african women look like them and it really you say we acknowledge you mean like western society i think everybody because i think that's my biggest thing so when we talk about features um so i've had i've had friends say to me um so a lot of men of other races have approached me i've dated men of other races and you know i've been told that it's because i have european features right it's like oh wait who told you that girl we're, we're talking tons of people throughout my life, right? Have told you that you're getting approached because you have European features. Have told me that I am a more acceptable Black, and these ain't people who hate me, like these are friends, you know, Mm -hmm. but they're like, the reason that that these men approach you is because you, or, you know, want to date you, because I will admit, when it comes to men of other races who who I've dated, I have been the first Black woman they've ever dated. And the reason um, is because they are just like, from them, it's like, oh, I just... I just like you, you know, like you are black, but like, I just like you. So in their minds, they don't, in their minds, they're not making a conscious effort to date black women. They just saw me and liked me. Right. And I'm like, Hmm, okay. That's interesting. But you know, I also can't hate because when I dated a Filipino man, like he was the first Filipino man I ever dated, you know? So it's like, true. I just like you too. Right. Um, but I was like, as someone who's been, to East Africa and West Africa and South Africa. Um, and I'm like, well, I was Come like, on with your African travels. Come on. Now, I was <laughs> like, I don't have European features. I was like, I have black features. I was like, I have been to Uganda and seen people with similar features. I've been to Ethiopia and seen people with similar features, you know? And so this idea that, you know, only broad features, you know, big lips or a broad nose are the only features given to Africans or black people. Yeah. It's like, that's not true. Yeah. Like, like that's just not true. I think the biggest issue is that for the longest time, there's only been one set of features that has been widely celebrated and more widely acceptable. Mm-hmm. for the longest time. And I think that's really what the issue is. And for the longest time, I think that a lot of brown-skinned women and dark-skinned women were very aware that they were not the standard. Yeah. They weren't the accepted standard of beauty. I have a, a number of guy friends over the years who, when they are describing beautiful women, they're not talking about brown skin, dark-skinned women. And they will start off by being like, yo, she's bad, she's super light, this light skin, this light skin chick. But like, that's right. typically the first thing that follows when they are describing what a bad chick is. Like, yo, she's beautiful. So while, while it doesn't, it made like those particular descriptions, I didn't take offense because one, I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like them and whatever. Right, I don't want you no way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but, but it was also like, 
but that's that's a very real that's a very real thing that you know they see women as beautiful if you fit a a very you know particular mold that's and that's just you know throughout i mean i'm talking guy friends from undergrad college till till present right yeah. it's a very specific type of beauty that they're hailing yeah no, so i think true. that i think that a lot of these issues and and the, this the reason these discussions keep happening is because it's like well for so long you know you have a set of women who have it's been pushed down their throats that they aren't what's popping you know like even if you take a look at video girls i remember growing up you know when videos were still a thing nobody looked like me in in music videos and like, when you say looked like you so you there were no dark skin women i felt like they were all light skin they were all light skin women or lighter brown women even when you take a look at what was it oh my god i think it was pharrell and snoop beautiful mm. and maybe luda they went to brazil they found all the lightest women they could find mm-hmm. for that video yeah yeah i don't and 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 one, one yeah. more thing i think it was wale you know the rapper who i love he's always been one of my favorite rappers i think he's incredibly slept on and i remember he made a very concerted effort to start including darker skinned women Mm-hmm. in his music videos yeah but then recently the last woman we saw him with he got shit for it because she was had that super short light. haircut and super I light know. So i know i know but but videos though yeah but again it's like can we can we can can you blame him for for that being who he wants to be with so are we going to say well you can only be with a certain kind of person because i think we have seen that he he does, you know, respect, <laughs> care, appreciate dark-skinned women. But if he happens to fall in love with somebody who's lighter. So I have really I never dated. I agree. I have really never dated outside of my race. I think I went on a date with a Jewish man once. I can't agree though, because but but, but hear like, me out. So if I if I end up, if I marry a white if I marry a white man, does that mean that I that means you, know, you made a choice? this whole idea of, of like, oh, you just kind of fall in love who you fall in love with. No, nobody made you talk to that person. You like what you saw, period. You like is what you wrong? saw. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? There is no right or wrong. But this idea, because, you know, black men do, it, black men do the same things with white women where they're like, you know, well, he with her, but you can't help who you love. Of course you can help who you love. You can help who you have a conversation with. You can help who you spend, you know, go to a bar with, go on a date with yeah, you, you saw something you, you were attracted exactly who you are attracted Spending time with right so don't pretend like you just slipped and fell on some white pussy you saw her you liked her like just own your shit like you just like that light-skinned woman that's that's fine but don't play me like i mean well she wasn't really my type but you know but but nothing then don't buy that additional popcorn i don't understand <laughs> like you made a choice and just own your choices if you have a type just be like that's my that's my type (laughs) i do but can we and and maybe it's 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 to take it back to wale i don't know maybe it is part of his insecurities he's talked openly on his records about his insecurities being a dark-skinned man he's talked openly about not being you know light-skinned girls you know being the beautiful girls growing up and them not giving him the time of day so what then then right? don't date those no, 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 no. Women. so what i'm saying is 
and I don't want to psychotherapy. I don't want to like psychoanalyze right. anybody here, but you know how, I mean, you're in therapy too. So you know how you're therapy. Stay in you, therapy. Like, I know. Right. <laughs> so I'd be like, Oh, see, I know exactly where that's coming. <laughs> Nobody gave me a doctorate. So I need to show. But what I'm saying is perhaps that is a part of his insecurity, right? Like sometimes who we're attracted to yeah. is a manifestation of some deep seated insecurities that we have. So sometimes some men prefer a certain kind of woman because they feel like it is a representation of now them reaching some sort of status, right? right. Like, and oh, basically what every- you're saying though is that your daddy not shit. Because if, if that woman don't look like your mama, you came from a dark skin ass woman and you like, oh, but the epitome of beauty and status is some light skin girl. Then what you mean? Then, then your father fail? Did your father fail? Okay, cool. How did, how was the, how did the father fail? Because he got with a dark skin woman to make your black oh. ass. It was good enough for him. It ain't good enough for you. Oof. Okay, cool. But I'm not a therapist. You're right. I ain't got no degrees. <laughs> I just got my little marketing. <laughs> like I'm supposed to tell people about the benefits of alpha hydroxy acids and Look. the behind it. Okay. Look, but what I will say though is that it is important because if a dark skinned man looks at Blair Underwood, Denzel mm. Washington, uh, you know, Blair, that's Sid- that. Sidney Portier, he looks at these dark skinned men and he thinks but that's not my dark skin, then of course he doesn't feel seen. So that's Just like another if thing. If a dark skinned woman, if she looks at, you know, Gabrielle Union, Nia Long, and she's like, well, that's not my dark skin, then it's like, yeah, you never feel like the love interest if you're not identifying with these people. But then it's like, what does it take for you to identify with them? You know, because if you would have asked me, I'm like, growing up, I saw women all the time who were similar to me, even if I didn't think that they were similar complexion, right? I saw TLC. My biggest insecurities throughout my entire life have been being skinny. Throughout my, I, I didn't get a booty till I hit college. When First I mean, of all, your booty is so cute, okay? You. <laughs> You're the like booty facial post. I was, I think I was even talking about it with one of my friends. I was like, isn't her butt so cute? They were like, yo, her butt is so cute. Thanks, <laughs> friend. Thanks, friend. I, my biggest insecurity growing up was that I was skinny, right? Yeah. I was skinny and nobody else was skinny. And, but I was constantly being re- reinforced and it took my mother to yeah. constantly reinforce me with images that I saw. You know, she's mm-hmm. like Tony Braxton, Aaliyah, TLC. We may not all be the same complexion, but they were all skinny. And so I was like, cool, skinny people are on TV. Skinny, black women. How do you, so let me ask you this. And they were short and skinny, because let's be clear, being tall yeah. and skinny meant nothing to me. I'm five, three and a half. <laughs> right. But see, you were able to resonate with them on at least one aspect because of their height, right? Exactly. So if you now take a look, if, from my perspective, I don't resonate with any of those women. And that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Do you consider yourself physically, how do you consider yourself? If you take away complexion physically, how do you identify? Average. Like, I don't feel like I'm too skinny. I don't feel like I'm, like, I feel like I have an athletic kind of build. And so growing up, do you feel like you saw any women who had an athletic build? Not really. Because- because my biggest thing was as video girl culture took off, 
I was like, it didn't matter to me if these bitches literally had my same face. They yeah. did not have my same body. Yeah, no, they didn't have my I body. Was being oh, you know what? Okay, no, they didn't have my body. Skinny. So actually, I know we've spent the, mo- the, the, you know, up until now, the, the majority of this episode talking about complexion, but complexion wasn't even an insecurity of mine for real, for real growing up. Like my insecurity was hair, right? And then I think when the video girl era came out, it was not having a butt. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. being very, <laughs> very aware in high school that I didn't have a butt. Yeah, and that, you know, and I would be like, well, damn, like this girl got a, and guys were, guys were very into butts, you know, they still are, then. they still are, <laughs> you know, and I, I always had, I always, I stayed with either a little boyfriend or somebody trying to talk to me. So I never thought that like, oh, well, I'm not getting attention because of that. But I was mm-hmm. always very aware that like, damn, like I don't have what these other girls have because that's what was being praised. So I feel yeah. you on that. Like, even yeah. if even if to just to to buttress the point that you made but for me i mean talking about going back to representation and whatnot and, and talking about hair when brandy when moesha came out or when brandy came out period mm-hmm. i was just in love because i was like oh and she's wearing braids right and you so wear for braids. me i wore bra- i used to tell the braid girl that i wanted brandy braids I would, and for I me, box braids. Brandy looks similar to part with the part down the middle. Yeah. So, but that and that was because that was like again my my biggest insecurity was yeah, hair. Was hair. So yeah. I was just like, okay, that this is perfect. So she was yeah. instrumental for me, simply because of that. And that's the thing. Like, so when we when we see something as now, Brandy, for me, was simply, you know. I didn't get to wear braids, you know, and she don't got my same face or, but Brandy was skinny. She was tall though. Brandy was like mm. five, seven, five, eight, you know? And as much as I love Moesha, she did not do half as much for me physically as Jada mm. Pinkett. Cause Jada Pinkett was on TV looking skinny. And part of the reason I grew up to kind of, once I realized singing wasn't my calling, uh, to be an actress is because I was like, okay, cool. I'm never going to be a supermodel right? And I'm never going to be a video girl, right? I can be an actress. These people look like me and people love these people. And I used to, I mean, I used to get teased for having like these big old eyes, but then I saw Diana Ross and Diana Ross got big eyes and people think that she fine as hell. So I was like, I can take pieces of people and see myself in this world. And now that I'm in this world of Hollywood and auditioning, what I am being told now from, (laughs) from, my agents, and just from literally the way things are being cast, is that nine times out of 10, when I lose out on a role, I lose out on a role from a dark-skinned woman. It's because if the studio can go with, if it's me and the dark-skinned woman, and we are both great, if they go with the dark-skinned woman, then they get the pat on the back for casting a dark-skinned woman, Mm. period. If it's between me and the light-skinned woman, then it's like, oh yeah, you know, she's darker, but again, like, it's not dark skin, right? And I don't doubt that mm. I'm losing roles to more talented actors, you know? Like, I don't doubt that shit at all. I'm good, but people are better. I don't doubt it. But it's like, when I'm watching what's getting cast and stuff that I've auditioned for or have come close to getting, it's either been to light-skinned actors, um, biracial women, or dark skin. So when mm. I look at TV and I'm like, okay, we're talking 
30s, like young, you know, late 30s, not late 30s, what am I? Early 30s, late 20s. I'm like, who looks similar to me? Who, who is even of my complexion that just comes to mind immediately? All I can think of is, what's her name? Logan from Dear White People. And she got some different yeah. color eyes. She's yeah. at least of similar complexion to me. So, so this I feel is like what I, I saw myself on TV years ago, Before. but I slowly don't, I don't see anyone who so, I would but, identify with. So this is what I mean by because darker skinned women have been left out. I feel like that's why there's now this shift. That's right? exactly what it is. Yeah. You know I what I mean? Because no, of course, of course. But this is exactly like the point that I was making earlier when I said I didn't, I didn't resonate with anybody. Nobody resonated with me on TV. Mm-hmm. Now there's the woman, I don't know why I can't pronounce anybody's name today. It's getting me pissed. The woman um, from um, uh, Bubblegum, the Netflix special, the Netflix show, and uh, was it Black Earth Rising? And now on HBO. You identify um, with her even though she's not No, no, no. What, I, what I'm saying, yeah, she's Ghanaian. She's Ghanaian American, I believe. No, she's not. Or she's Ghanaian. She's, but she's yeah, British. But she, oh, that's right. But my mm-hmm. point is she looks, I, she's a dark-skinned woman. So I think to answer your question before, yeah, for me, it's seeing a dark-skinned woman. It doesn't matter where they come from. Not really. It's just seeing a dark-skinned woman. So there's her. There is, I'm blanking out on everybody right now. It's Um, a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot. But that's such a shift. I didn't see any of this growing up. So that's why I'm like, you know, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's it's great for, you know, dark-skinned teenagers coming up now who are you know to be able to see themselves you know but but they're still I still, I still exist exactly. I, no, but like I still exist there there are still black American girls who look like me you Absolutely. know and it's like well they don't get to see themselves either so yeah. it's like well in that shift of trying to promote um you know dark-skinned people and making sure that they are being represented we just jump straight from light skin to dark skin. There's a whole group of motherfuckers in the middle. And yeah. there are still people like you who still feel like people aren't dark enough, you know, and they don't feel represented, you know? So right. it's like, what are those? I, guess, I don't know. Is that it, maybe it's cyclic, right? It's like you, there was the first 10 years where everybody looked, where pe- people resonated more with you, right? And now there's this shift. Now there's the next 10 years where probably people are resonating more with dark. I don't know what we the next to 10 all years be after all, that. Though. This, we, I 100% agree. This is what I mean by like yeah. being black is not, it's not a monolith. Yeah, because you I don't want I mean? the, there's, the next 10 years to not include dark skinned women. Exactly. You know, like it, it, it needs to just be a continuous flow of black motherfuckers. But like, this is, <laughs> but this is exactly what I mean when I was to go back to Demetria Lucas's point, when I was saying like, I get what she's trying to express. I get what she's expressing, but we can't have that conversation without acknowledging that we got here because for so long, this other group of people, this, you know, these darker complexions have been completely, you know, discarded. So that's what I mean by like, we can't, and, and even to your point, right? Like, I didn't even know that that was happening in, for your particular experience, but it's like, well, damn, yeah, that's happening because for so long, you know, people who looked like me have not been anywhere in the limelight, right? Like Lupita, I never had anybody tell me I look like a celebrity until Lupita 
came out racist and i remember i remember and i said that i was like but the only reason they are saying this is because we're both dark-skinned women yeah the fuck and lupita 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 is encyclopedia guys i promise that i am not this (laughs) fucking illiterate but (laughs) but i don't i don't look anything like lupita nothing i actually i actually had a friend who used to tell me that my face reminded her of reese witherspoon obviously not our complexions but she was like the shape of our face i was like all right girl i feel like you might be you might be reaching it but i never <laughs> like the only reason that people or this one person said i look like lupita is because we're both dark yeah. but that's just supposed to say that they saw me and they were able to equate me to the only other dark-skinned woman they've seen they've seen yeah yeah which is which again also is that if if it's someone being older than you and then you're not then you're not pointing it out which which i just love i just absolutely love it because i feel like that is also where me and you differ you know like i was very aware that tony braxton is older than me that jada pinkett is older than me it did not stop me from like identifying whereas you would be like yeah angela bassett but she older than me and i'm like to me, I'm like, oh, but that's a, that's a me. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and so with that is when I think like, oh yeah, as I think about it, when I look now, I'm like, you know, late twenties, early thirties, someone who's not, you know, biracial of any sort, you know, because yeah, like Yara Shahidi is obviously she's a thousand years younger than me, but it's like, you know, she's a brown skin girl, but it's like, oh, she's still biracial, you know? And so it's like when I'm looking at Black American actresses of a certain age who look similar to me, it's like, oh yeah, I don't see myself. And I think I'm I'm acutely aware of it now. When back then, it was like, it didn't really matter if that person was 20 years older than me. Yeah. You know, like I was like, oh, that's that's me. Yeah, that's me. So it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, there's often, we have the saying where you have 1% and, 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 and hear me out here. Cause again, where, you know, this, this got is like, like, Menis, girl. He this is like, like this Menis. is like live formulation. Um, but I feel in some ways, this whole conversation that is, is happening now in the black community as it pertains to complexion mm-hmm. and identity i feel like there's similarities to the conversation of black lives matter and 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 so let me work with me here right yeah. okay so i think for so long within the black community you have had a group of people who have been oppressed yes all black people have been oppressed but if we are being honest, darker skinned people have been oppressed even within our community. We have been, and, and we can, we all know why. Discriminated right? against, all, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, 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 we know it comes, it, it dates back to slavery and, you know, and, and pitting us against each other, fine, right? But there's also something called light skin privilege, very yeah. similar to there is white privilege, right? Yeah. So within the black community, I do think that light-skinned people have been afforded a certain luxury, similar to how white people have been afforded extreme luxury. Actually, no, let me not say similar because it's not, you know, they're, they are different. But right. I'm just saying that as we've seen, we've observed that there is an extreme luxury with, um, with white people as it pertains to 
race relations, there's also a light skin privilege and luxury yes. that exists, right? Yes, and especially now, and, if you could pass. Exactly. And so now we're talking, but even if you can't, even if you can't pass, they're still going back to, you know, what people consider beautiful black men, right? Like, oh, she's light skinned. She may not be light white, right? But the fact that she is light skinned is enough for her to be beautiful, right? right? So then if you take a look at white, you know, when, when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, and again, this is not taken into account the violence or anything of that, obviously, I'm, I'm well aware, you know, of all of that. But if you also, you also see white people being like, well, where's all of this coming from? I, I, you know, I thought things were better. And I feel like I hear that same message from light-skinned people. Like, why all of a sudden are we, are we questioning the blackness of light-skinned people? Why all of a sudden are we acting as though light-skinned people are not black? And to me, it's like, oh, so you want to act as though the past 60, 70 years have not happened. You know what I mean? Are we really going to act like, like darker skinned people have not been, quote unquote, the bottom of the barrel within our community for so long, right? So I feel like that, that rings true as well. And so now you have lighter skinned people who are like, but we're all black. I don't care if I am mixed, we're all black, right? And then you have the rest of the world, again, on the Black Lives Matter movement, wanting to clump black people and people of color together. And black people are like, no, we are black, right? Like, don't, don't consider us as people of color and lump us in with Asians and Spanish people and Indians and blah, 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 because our plight is very different. And I feel like that's a very similar message that I'm hearing when we talk about the complexion um, discussion as well is where I've heard I have heard darker skinned women being explicitly saying I'm not here for lighter skinned women riding on this bandwagon now of this celebration of like dark skinned women because Mm -hmm. when we were going through it they were nowhere to be found so you do you understand what I mean like obviously there's 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 extreme differences but I feel like I'm seeing such similarities within these two discussions where it's like you have on um, when we're talking about black lives matter you have white people and you have black people but then when we're talking about in the in the black community it's very much light skin and dark skin and there's so much like and that's so true but it's also so much deeper than that because the interesting thing about like black lives matter is the term black right yes um you know i think I know people who are Jamaican, who are Trinidadian, who don't consider themselves black. Like I've, like you're, you're black. Like I've, like me and my friends who moved here from, who moved from Chicago to New York in 2010, we've all had very similar experiences because in Chicago, you black. Like I told you, my, my two best friends in high school were Nigerian men who I didn't even realize were Nigerian, right? Like, I was like, oh, cool, great. Um, Because everyone is black. And then you get to places like New York and it's like, oh, I'm not black, I'm Jamaican, or I'm not black, I'm Ghana. And it's like, but nigga, we all black, right? And so it becomes very difficult, I think, especially when we're talking like, even when we're talking dark skin versus light skin. It's like, oh, yeah. But even that, saying dark skin versus light skin is so problematic. But that's the thing. You know? Even even when when we're thinking light skin, it's it's a subset. It's light skin, but then it's also like, oh, light skin, 
and mixed. You know, you're yeah. you're light skin because you're mixed. Oh, you're you're dark skin, but you know you're you know Jamaican or you're dark skin but you're Black American. And it's like we're we're not on the same side of it At any all. fucking way. You know, like anyway. You know, because if you are, I mean. Even when you look at like Hollywood, the, the differences that we feel, like even if I saw someone, right, in Hollywood, my, you know, my age range of similar, you know, appearance, of similar skin complexion, hair, cup, whatever, and that person was, I don't know, British, uh, we not the same. Because I'm giving it to the Black American girl. Because at the well, end and I was just of about the day, to say, do you that's, remember? That's my shit. And that's, do you remember? That's yeah. me. And do you remember all a lot of um, backlash that was coming from Black Hollywood when a lot of British actors and actresses were getting roles? Yes. And and the issue with that because I am I am one of those people. Um, I don't have an issue with black british people working in hollywood at all because what the fuck else they supposed to do right it's i mean it's hollywood you know like but i think that or i know that my issue with that is the idea that they are getting these roles because they are more talented and that is something that hollywood has perpetuated because i'm like look let me tell you something any any immigrant will tell you that if you are immigrating to another fucking country you better be trained in whatever it is you are trying to do. Absolutely. That's just what it is. It's not that they are better actors. It's that they are coming over trained. And if you're American, you don't have to be trained. You can be Brad Pitt. You can be Brad Pitt, you know? And, what and the people about Brad Pitt? is that he's not a trained actor. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's, he's not a trained actor. I didn't even know but, that. But if... If Hollywood put in Americans who are tra trained as opposed to just putting in, you know, and granted, you know, I love comedians as much as anybody else, but you know, your Eddie Murphy's and Dave Chappelle's, they get movies, they're not trained actors, you know? And so when you see these black British people coming over, you're like, oh, they're so much better. It's like, they're so much better than the American actors that ain't trained, sure. Mm. You know, because we would throw uh, Dwayne Johnson in every fucking thing, you know? Like, like you, yeah. but if you're a British, you're not seeing terrible British actors because they're trained, because they immigrated to another country to be in an industry. You don't risk it all and cross a whole sea and you wing ain't it, got the fucking, the fucking wing it. It's yeah. like, that. that's not what you see. But Hollywood will just throw a pretty American on and all of a sudden, you Megan Fox, you know, and she fine as hell, but she, <laughs> you know, like, but that's, that is also why you see so many trained yeah. black American actors. That's it's why true. you got your Jamie Foxes and you're a violent, J Jamie Foxx had to start off in booty call. If he could have been propelled to like fucking Brad Pitt, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying that shit. It's like, be don't twice, twice as, twice as good. Thank you. Do not front on black American actors like we just pop through this bitch and we not own shit because that's not how it is. Like yeah. there are so many amazing black American actors. There are so many amazing black British actors, but all of the black British actors are going to be trained unless they used to be models mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because because you so, just don't risk it all for nothing. So we can't 
we can't seemingly affect what happens in Hollywood and we can't control representation. What can we do, right? Like, cause we both have very different views, right? Even within this conversation in terms of like maybe standards or, or what we've mm-hmm. seen come to light in terms of like how we're categorized and how we're this and how we're that, like, what can we do? What can, what can, what can people do in their everyday lives? Keep having these conversations. Right. Keep having these conversations. Like keep saying the things that maybe people don't want to hear you say. It's like as as much as I'm aware of, you know, fat shaming, you will never fucking convince me that the the issues that I had with being skinny growing up was just some bullshit. Like I re- I remember getting teased for not being thick. If you got teased for for being fat, that's valid. That does not change the fact that I used to overeat as a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because well, I, was I think we to I think weight. we I think we often get into like the struggle Olympics, you know, where we only want to recognize one set of struggle. We only but that's, want to recognize But that's fair. But that's it, fair. It, it's fair because, oh, because I don't know. I, because I can't pretend like issues. This is why we have these issues. We can't because that that would be saying that like literally what I'm saying when I say that the struggle Olympics and people want to only recognize one set of, of, of challenges, then that would be, if that's the case, then people are going to say to you, well, you don't get to be upset about your skinny struggle, which they can't say, but they can say that one struggle has been perpetuated as more of an issue than the other. Like no, less skinny girls can, can, can have their, their struggle, but absolutely. it's like, you can't deny what it has been for dark-skinned people as a skinny person yeah like i'm sure if i was growing up around white people it would have been no issue a bitch would have been bad because i'm skinny like everybody else you know but it's like i still can't like take away the fact that historically skinny is still it my Mm -hmm. issues with it are one thing but it's like yeah so but that's still the standard but that's still the standard. You know, my issues are my issues within the black community and me growing up. But it's like, yeah, if you're like, you can't discount my shit, but like, I totally understand if, you know, a plus size woman is like, yeah, but you know, fat shaming is a bigger issue. You're a hundred percent right. It fucking is, you know, Mm -hmm. like you definitely have had it worse, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like, that's just what it is. But it's like, I'm not gonna shut the fuck up. But like, right, right. Is. Yeah, I think we definitely just need to, I think, have these conversations. One, two, I think sometimes everybody needs to put their defenses down. Because I think when people are hurt, and when they're coming from, you know, with all of this deep seated trauma, a lot of people are coming approaching the conversation you know, with, mad. With, the, with yeah, mad and gun loaded and aren't trying to hear any sides of anything. And I don't think that that helps either because that's how all of this continues to go on. But I do think that, you know, when we're talking about this, if you are part of a group of people who have not had it as bad, and again, and I, and I don't know how this whole comparison to like with Black Lives Matter and white mm-hmm. people is going to, is going to sound, but um, you have, if you're, if you're part of the the faction of people where your beauty has been more accepted, you have to just shut up and listen to what other people are saying. 
Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You have to understand exactly where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, going back to, well, all Black people, we're all Black. You have 1%, you're Black. You have to understand why I, as a dark-skinned woman, am never really going to be able to fully, like, a mixed woman is never going to resonate with me. Mm -hmm. I can empathize, but it's not going to resonate. And that struggle is going to always be very different. I acknowledge that you have that struggle without a shadow of a doubt, but it will always be, I'm never going to be able to put myself in your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, and oh, we out of time, but that's also like, um, just really quick. I remember, I mean, I was just having, having this conversation like two years ago where, or last year, <laughs> where I was surprised that, or that I realized that people equate being light-skinned with being mixed. Like you hear so many people like, oh, you know, she light-skinned, so they must be mixed. I was like, since when did all light-skinned people become mixed? When my parents, <laughs> you know, and don't nobody come for my mom or my dad, I'll fight you. But when my parents see <laughs> light-skinned, when my parents see light-skinned people on TV, they're like, first, their first question is, is she really black? And then the next question, and then the next question is, oh, they must be mixed. That's what I'm saying. Like. Like that, that just dawned on me that people think that like literally last year. And I was like, me and, um, yeah, me and a friend were having like the conversation because I was reading something and I was like, what, since when are light skinned people mixed? Like, and because I come from a family full of light motherfuckers who ain't mixed, I was like, I've never seen a light skinned person and thought, oh, they must be mixed. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, why, <laughs> you know? Yeah why you know and i remember being in new york and again like i keep talking about me and all, all my new york friends but when we first moved from chicago to new york being approached so many times like what are you what are you mixed with and i'm like what are y'all right. talking about but see, like what are you talking I, nobody about nobody has ever asked me that question ever nobody has ever asked me am i am i no one's ever asked me that question but so that's again, crazy as a, that anybody as would ask dark, me that question. But that just goes to show, right? Like, as I'm saying, as a dark-skinned woman, there are certain things I can't even, that don't even resonate with me, that, I, that, could, that would never be my Our reality. Is, right, Nobody's right. ever going to ask me if I'm mixed, ever. Right. It's never happened. Nobody says, oh, girl, what you, you know, you, you got that, with? yeah, you got that even-ass, pretty-ass skin. What you mixed? <laughs> no one's ever going to ask me that. But that's the thing. But but that's the thing. Like it's so. I mean, it's so baffling to me. You know, like I, because to me, I look like black people. And again, maybe because I've been all over the world, like I just look like black people. You know, and I, it's like this, this is a black ass face. Like this is like I've seen the black people that look just like me. I have a whole family full of people with my face. Yeah. You know, and it's just like the fact that you know, the idea is that if you, I don't know, if, if you have certain features or, you know, like you must be mixed. I'm like, that's the silliest shit I've ever, I've ever heard. I had a friend look and we got to go, but I have we got to do our friend. beauty moments too. Oh shit. Okay. I don't have, no, well, you go, but I have a male friend who I wore a head wrap one day and he was like, see, <laughs> he was like, see, you got this, like, even under your head wrap, you can tell you have nice hair because the my my kitchen hair curls i was like what <laughs> i wow. was like is this what the fuck 
black men are thinking when they see a woman in a hair wrap, like, oh, I would still date her because her kitchen curls. Are y'all you know, me? you know, people, black men have said, Steve Harvey notably has said something along the lines of, you know, uh, I think he, he, his wife is so beautiful. He appreciates when she gets in the water, her hair just curls up. That is a thing for some men. Yes. I not the hair. not the curl okay. up that my that my hair does you know Look. my shit it it you know it, Look, sis ain't sticking her head in the water okay relax I don't care not, what my kitchen is doing not, I'm not doing that not without a damn plan okay <laughs> okay I got braids a shower cap y'all playing okay beauty moment then we all right um I got my hair straightened for the first time this year and I I got I look cut. good girl thank you but I. I played myself. I got it cut in like February, in February. And I got a curly cut for the first time. So meaning it was cut in its natural state so that like my fro can have a certain shape. And I'd had a lot cut off and my hair grew a lot since then. And I went to a new hairdresser um, last week and she was like, oh, I think you need to cut, you know, we need to cut some off. And I was like, well, I just wanted a trim. Long story short, she cut like three inches off. And I'm just like, I don't know why I played. I don't think I should have let her cut it. And it was my first time going to her. I have never done that. I'm always very particular about who cuts my hair. And now I'm like, why did I do that? Like, what was on my mind that morning when I got my hair done that allowed me to let somebody, allowed me to let a stranger cut three inches off? I like it, but it's also like, damn, it's much shorter than you anticipated. That's my beauty moment or whatever. Okay. Um, Let me see. So <clears throat> I did no beauty things this week because uh, sis was packing and I'm tired. Uh, but <clears throat> let me see. Oh, so this was the week though where I posted my fanny facial. Um, and the tell everybody what a fanny facial is. Uh, no, I mean, kind of no, because we need to go. But what I will you say, you gotta tell them what it is. Maybe what I will say is that I remember going to the place. And I was super insecure about letting the uh, esthetician record it. And when I tell you, Didi, shout out to Didi. Didi gassed me up so much. She's like, you have the cutest butt. It's going to be great. I'm going to do a time lapse. You'll love it. I was like, okay, cool. So a fanny facial is basically like a butt facial, right? So it's like I got, it was like microdermabrasion, a light chemical peel, because I have hyperpigmentation and like acne on my butt. Um, and she hyped me up so much. And then I watched the video. When I tell y'all, I questioned when I was going to post this so many times, like it was unbelievable. I was just like, oh, it's a bad angle. It looks weird. Like I was super, super, I was super, super insecure about it because my butt is a, something that I am insecure about. You know, about. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, stretch marks, who cares? But I was like, you know, it's a different color. And granted, it's never stopped me from like having sex. You know, I'm the only naked woman in the room. It doesn't matter. Like we, we doing it. However, it also doesn't stop me from going to new beaches or wearing thongs or doing any of those things. However, having it live on the internet as this thing that people could just watch over and over, I was it's just different. like, yeah, I was really insecure about it. But the response to the actual procedure 
was yeah. so good. Like people were very curious about it. And, you know, I was able to shout out a black owned spy in Brooklyn. Yeah, people thought I had a cute booty, which was like really affirming for me. A lot of people me. thought you had a cute booty. I was like, thanks, guys. So that was my my beauty moment. But but like let it be known that I was not like, eh, I'm a bad bitch, let me do like no. I was like, oh no. Work, working through those insecurities. Girl, look, one thing at a time. That's a fact. One I'm like, once it gets toned, I think I'll be more because it's no, beautiful. your booty, beauty needs your beauty now. Your booty now. It's my fine. Booty now. <laughs> Beauty needs your booty now. It's fine. It doesn't need to be toned. If it was like a toned, like, like Serena booty, like I just look at like, what we're doing to ourselves. I know. Look, look, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, it needs to be higher. It needs to be. But toned. it happens to all of us. We all do this. We all do this. We all do this. So, but yeah. So y'all can see my my flabby booty on my Insta. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Beauty Needs Me fam, thank you very much for listening. Until next time.